johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. folks here we go from las vegas windy las vegas it's time for another edition of sports insider radio inviting you to check out the website sportsinsiderradio.com 800-209-1679 college hoops is behind us but we've got the nba playoffs around the corner tonight they drop the puck for real as the tournament begins for lord stanley's cup Major League Baseball, the Masters, the Kentucky Derby. It's not like there's not a lot of cool stuff on the horizon. The NFL Draft, you can bet on the NFL Draft. We're going to have a lot of fun conversation pieces to uh, yap about today, so let's not waste any time. We bring our friends John and Mike into the fray as we head east. Hello, boys. How you doing? You know, it's very windy over here in Bo- windy from Las Vegas. It's you guys 40, live in paradise. It's 40 mile an paradise, hour. Paradise, Nevada. There is no bad weather, my, even when you think it's bad weather. My pool looks like the Everglades. It's 40 mile an hour winds now. It's for like a Wait, day and a half. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Would you have taken Texas Tech at second half of that game? Sure. You know, I did. I know. But, um,. I mean, can you imagine I had that game one? And again, didn't even release it to my clients. The game within the game. I'm texting Mike. This is the wildest game I've ever seen. Had no play on the game. 
went off the line was pick him in the second half, you know, put a little bit of skin, put a little whatever I did, and then I just watched the game go into overtime, and the second the game went into overtime, I knew I was done. Oh, well, yeah, what's, what's overtime hit? I mean, it, they come all the way back, and they had the shot to right. win it, You're and it was, a pretty, exactly. it was a pretty lame effort to win the game. But right. it, was, it was a great game. Talk, but listen, we're going to talk. We're going to split this. We'll, we'll, we got an hour here to talk about betting as a business. I'm so excited for the Masters. I actually did my homework. We'll oh. get to that later. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that later, and we'll talk about the Masters. But I want to talk about – you know, I, I give you numbers all season long. It's so hard for betters to make money. Obviously, we always know it comes around 50-50. Um, right now, in MLB season, the record for favorites versus dogs straight up is 97-66. and 66. So that means the favorites have a 31-game edge. You know where I'm going with this. It doesn't mean that you're actually making money. Uh, now, I've been talking early this season about the value of playing that if you don't have enough money to purchase a program and you just want to have a little fun and risk a little money, you can basically play the home team dogs and you'll be able to scalp some money through the season. And I said this on Saturday, they went 3-3. Three and three. On Sunday, there were six home team dogs. They went 0-6. Oh Yesterday, they went 2-2. Two and two. The record right now with the favorites, this is important, guys, 97-66, and 66, home team edges do make a difference home team dogs in baseball are 29 and 34 that is extre- all dogs so can you imagine you're only down five games how much dog money you're up i didn't run the exact numbers but the point is are you a guy that takes into account your handicapping with baseball you brian are you do you take into account whether the team is on on the road or whether they're at home or do you just look at other variables well, I look at the pitching matchup. Uh, uh, look at the as the series is going on. And I, you know, are they hitting the ball? Um, you know, I've, there's a, a myriad of factors you look into, and and you look at the number. You know, what's the price? Right, but the strategy, the numbers bear out. Which you have a 31 game edge to the favorites this baseball season, and you have a and you only have a five, that means of those 31 games. Basically, ninety percent of those games have been on the road. The edges, the road, fa- the, the edges, the home favorites. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. So my point is, when you look at the home teams, and you have the strategy of basically scalping money, betting one unit, you're betting juice free. You're only down five games. You're twenty nine and thirty four. It's a winning strategy so far. Does it mean it's going to stay that way? Who knows. But the point is, is that it's it's interesting because I've been looking at the numbers season over season over season, and what I do see is that if that dog is going to win, more than likely they're going to have that crowd behind him cheering. Sure, well, you know, you know the, Yankees Yankees tied up three three yesterday, and then they lose the game in late innings because they're on the road. You know. Well, the other thing that's crazy too, right? When you lay the, uh, you go on the run line, you lay the run and a half. I'll tell you, as years are going by, uh, I'm really – I'd only be looking at that playing the road team because the one thing you know – Oh, absolutely. That's you, my, know, that's my you, you know you're getting nine at-bats, you know. You're getting nine innings. And, uh, you know, that – and how many times the home team has a two-run lead and they let the guy go, go – Go to first and or from first to second, and uh, all of a sudden the meaningless run gets scored, um, and then you know there's not another at bat for you. Uh, you're guaranteed 
uh, those extra swings at it if you're playing the run line with the visitor. Mike knows all about that. You know, again, you take a team like the Orioles, and uh, and again, so let, let's talk about before we, we get into the, the NBA playoffs and the Stanley Cup. Sure. Who do you think are the most profitable teams to bet on so far this season? I can tell you right now there's five teams that are all in the money, like the real profitable teams, just off the cuff. We're not talking about win-loss records, just your betting dollars. Betting dollars, I would think out of the gate, uh, regard, I mean, the record sticks out like a sore thumb, uh, but I think you had a pretty good price uh, when Seattle was playing Boston. I, I would think Seattle has certainly got to be in the top three. Now, we didn't talk before this radio show, right? Uh, no, we did not. All right, the number one team is Seattle. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, how about you get that? a Buffalo I, Do I get a cookie? Um, yeah. You get a Buffalo wing. No. So, Seattle. And, and not just and not just because they're 11-2, right. and two, right? But, I mean, when they were playing Boston out of the gate, I mean, you know, the numbers are changing on them. But, but in the first six games, the price was really attractive, too. Well, exactly. So here's the thing. Seattle right now, if you bet to win $100 on every game, you're up 1056 So you're basically almost like having even money odds on every game because of the uh, the prices that they had on the games that they've won. Um, interesting enough with Seattle, Seattle is 5-1 and one as a favorite, and they're 6-1 as a dog, obviously, when you're 11-2. and two. But the point of that is that most teams don't have this 50% breakdown. So I told you that this is what we talked about last week. You have to not only look at the winning record, but how many times is that team a favorite versus how many times is that team a dog. So you have right now Seattle's 11-2, and two, but what's more important to note is six of those games they've been a favorite, seven of those games they've been a dog. When you have that split where you're getting half the value on dog money, half the value on favorite money, you're going to make a lot of money. But when you take a team – just to give you an example, um, when you take a team that's Milwaukee's eight and four, number one in the NL Central, right? Because they have been, they've only been a dog one time. Yep. They're one and zero oh as a dog. They're seven and four as a favorite. Oh, I bet you one. I got, only a, I got one. I bet you I got one. Go ahead. All right. So Seattle was one, right? Seattle was the first spot. Uh, five money spots. How about San Diego? Nope, they're not in the spot. No. Second team, the second team. I'll just make it easy for you, so we don't do the whole show on this. No, I the like second it. Team it's is good. actually, yeah, yeah. Well, the second team right now that's pl- they're actually playing there in action now. Oh, the Tigers. Is Detroit. Yeah, they're, they're Tigers, Detroit. They're yeah. plus five hundred and three dollars. But again, how do you get the plus five hundred and three dollars? They're they are seven and four, but this is how you get there. Two and zero oh is a favorite. Five and four, not counting today's game as a dog. Mm-hmm. Nope, there's no. Got to have that dog money. The third team is Tampa Bay, plus four hundred and seventy dollars, nine and three, mm-hmm. six and two as a favorite. So eight games as a favorite, four games as a dog, three and one. Uh, so if, it, when it, you have teams that are, go ahead. Are the uh, the other end of the spectrum? Uh, would the Red Sox be the team uh, most on the road to bankruptcy for people? Uh, I can tell you that right now. <laughs> the bottom. Well, we we both know. Okay, so, we both know so that they 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 are they they are tied with Kansas City. So Boston is minus six hundred and forty four fifty four dollars. Kansas City is trailing by twenty bucks, minus six hundred and thirty eight dollars. Wait, the Reds, I believe, are 
actually $1 worse than Boston. So minus $655 on the Reds, minus $654 on Boston. 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 And minus $600. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, that was that, of all the things you do. That was, listen, that was horrible. That was horrible. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I can do, I'm, I'm listen, giving it. I can do Full disclosure. I can do it in New York. I can't, I can't do yeah, it. But full disclosure. Praise means nothing if you won't be, if you won't criticize. Your Bundesliga, your uh, pronunciation of soccer teams is spectacular. Uh, I'll even live with when you do New Orleans. Uh, you know, but the bot that was awful. <laughs> that was awful. But listen, what's not what's really what's really awful is that a team that's three and nine is only one dollar worse than a team that's two and eight because they've been favored so much. So if you want to just to get away from the winning teams for a second, let's break down Boston. They have been a favorite eleven times. They're three and nine. Here's how many times Boston has been a dog. None. They've never been a dog the whole season. Mm-hmm. That's why you're getting crushed because they've never been a dog. Now, when you take Cincinnati, that's two and eight. They are two and three as a favorite, and I'm gonna this is I'm gonna give you guys some free nuggets if you're listening. This is the same thing I said about Baltimore last year. They're zero and five as a dog. So here's this little secret: you want to just take a system, form system. You got the home team dog system, but you also have the horrible team favorite system. When that bad team is a favorite, it's a play. Because if you ever see Cincinnati, they're zero and five. They've never been a favorite. The zero and five is a dog. And when you see see a team like Boston, when a team like Boston has never been a dog, so if you actually get them as a dog, you're supposed to bet them. You want to shy away from them until they get back to true form as a favorite. There's no value in that. And that—that's the point I was trying to make. But let's let's stick with winning teams right now. Okay. Seattle, Detroit, Tampa Bay, the number four spot, the number four spot, Baltimore Orioles, and the number five spot, the Minnesota Twins, plus three hundred, plus four hundred and fifty-one on Baltimore, and plus three hundred ninety-nine on Minnesota. When you take a team like the Orioles. They're five and six. This team is supposed to have the they have the worst future price of how many games they're going to win, and they're holding their own. They're five and six. Guess how many times they've been a favorite this season, Brian? Zero. There you go. So the key is it's not about fading Baltimore. It's about when you see them as a favorite, <laughs> you better play them. Well, how many times do we say it, Mike? I mean, regardless of the sport, and I think uh, what John brings up here plays out in other instances when you go to the nfl you get you get to uh football or, or college football and you sit there and you look at it, they go why is that number this i mean I, that just doesn't look right why is that number so low and sure enough there are times the the number is pointing you in the right direction well sometimes it, it looks too easy um at times it just looks like if the number is right then and it just seems too easy, like, why wouldn't everybody jump on that side? But a lot of times, like you said, the line will tell you. In baseball, I don't know, it's a little bit different in the first month, month and a half, even though we're, we're playing numerous systems. Like, and I'll tell you right now, yesterday, I got obliterated. I, I play a lot of first fives, and a couple, like, I don't play the full game on these starting pitchers, but a lot of times I'll play them on the first five. I had DeGrom on the Mets in the first five, 
to win, and they got he got rocked, and I got sale for Boston. So I didn't take them on the game. I get them on a better price laying the runs in the first five, and I just did, didn't work out for me on those starting pitchers. And then, But I've been taking Seattle over and over in the first five on many games and have been profitable this entire season because I don't know – Basically, almost every game except one has went over for Seattle. Now, of course, the line makers are going to adjust. The line's probably going to be 10, 10 and a half against other terrible opponents or against other terrible pitchers when they're playing Seattle. So, at home specifically. So, it, that's going to adjust as the season goes on. Early in the season, you could either run really, really good with the systems you have in place going into the season, or it takes a lot of times the first month to adjust them to get it right, because it is such a long season. When I say I play these games, I play them very small. It's all about money management. I'm not risking a high amount on every game trying to hit the jackpot. This is just managing risk throughout the first month. And, look, John's got all the statistics, and we do very well with adjustments throughout the season. That's what makes us long-term you know, uh, earners. But right now, what we're just trying to do is just get acquainted to the baseball season. Because right now, look, if you're playing this time of the year, you're either playing baseball, NASCAR, golf, or soccer. There's The major sports are gone. There's no football. You're not watching every baseball game like you will with every football game, Brian. Um, as much as I love the tournament, which, a question for you, how great, was this probably the best tournament that you've ever seen in um, the last five, ten years? It, it was really good. Yeah, I had uh, to... Yeah, yeah, in recent memory, you know, the one thing was, though, uh, Mike, there was not one, there are a lot of games that came down to the wire, but there wasn't one buzzer beater, right? I mean, there were a lot of great games. It, it was, no, it was outstanding. Yeah, in the final, well, there's know. one to tie with Virginia against Purdue, but that wasn't a buzzer beater to win, right? Right. No, no, but I mean, but the, the quality of the games, and I, I think, uh, I, I would think you guys had a field day too because in in play wagering the other night you know you watch texas tech they're, they're down eight I'm like they're gonna make a run you know uh, and so the, the there were a lot of teams that uh seemed virginia or what were they down how big were they down to gardner webb i mean you guys had to make a killing well, in second a, half uh, wagering right they were down 16 in the first half of the first game and they made a run throughout the entire tournament but a buddy of mine had a futures wager on virginia seven to one in the beginning of the tournament and he's a big math guy, big numbers guy. And he was telling me the last two games, they had a 96% chance of losing with a minute left. And oh, yeah. they came back and won. Oh, yeah. Two games. Rub this, so, rub this I mean, guy look, for he, luck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he, he, he was going absolutely insane because he, he had a lot riding on that 7-1. to one. And, you know, and then we had the other guy that we saw on the Internet. I'm sure you saw that ticket. They had the futures wager on Texas Tech back in November, fifteen hundred to win three hundred thousand, and he was riding it out into the Final Four. And then supposedly he just hedged it for the finals. We don't really know what the final numbers were, but again, that's when you have that type of value. And that's we've been talking about this for a long time. You could make and you do this very well. Um, futures you could make a killing with with oh you got you got to hedge out. You, you know, I mean, it, 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 it's all you're trying to do is, is get in that in those select opportunities where you can just turn yourself into an ATM and print money. And, it, and it's it's the other thing, Mike. I mean, a, a similar circumstance would be, um, you know, if you bet a game under the total 
and you get what you're looking for in that first half, uh, in, they're going to come back, and you've got a 13, 14-point middle opportunity to play the over in the second half. Why wouldn't you take the free roll? Uh, why wouldn't you take the shot to win two for one? But it's a free roll. Right, exactly. I mean, you basically can't. Yeah, but that's like saying, why don't why doesn't everybody listen call us when they listen to this radio show? That's a free roll. I mean, you're not going to beat these teams. You are not going to beat. You like that segue, Brian? The I mean, smooth, look, the smooth. bottom line is it's so – it was smooth. <laughs> it's right. so hard to win when you're looking at teams that are perceived to be really good teams and you can't – I mean, it's just you can't make money. I mean, sure, you're going to chase Seattle. You'll get what you want. You want to fade Baltimore every game. You'll get what you want. These line makers are going to adjust. Uh, a team that, you know, here's a perfect example. Take the Dodgers. Number one in the NL West. They're 8-4. and four. They've been a favorite 11 times. They're 8-3 and three as a favorite. They've been a dog once. That's it. So when these, when these teams lose, it's, it's about how much you're losing as a favorite versus how much you're losing as a dog or whether you're ever a favorite or hardly ever a favorite like Boston. Again, that's the most compelling stat when you look at it. Now, the other thing is that home and away stat, which is, again, home team dogs, a blind squirrel can just cover their eyes, bet every home team dog, and know, I mean, basically if you bet every home team dog, and you don't bet anything else, you're going to make money at the end of the season because you're going to look at about a 50%. Even if you were down 10 games, you'll make so much more money on the dog side that you're going to be profitable. But, you know, you were talking about lottery tickets, and we'll get in, we'll get in after, you know, about 10 minutes we'll get into the, to the Masters because I've been doing my research. I know you're a real I, big uh, boss guy. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear this. Yeah, I got to, you know. Um, and I'm actually looking at some numbers while I'm talking to you right now, which is why I'm letting you guys go on. But I will say that with the NBA playoffs, you know, everybody's – and, you know, I haven't really talked to Mike out of it. What do you, what's your perspective in terms of the handle when you see teams like Dirk retiring and the other guy from, you know, retiring and everybody's on the gambling Twitter, you know, um, you know upset. Like, I literally see all these people commenting, Dirk's retiring and this guy's retiring. Like, look, stars retire and new stars come in. I mean, that's just the nature of the game. I don't really think NBA is never going to compete with the handle of NFL, obviously. And I personally, at the end of the season, I mean, I haven't touched an NBA game in weeks. I mean, I can't stomach touching this stuff till it matters. What about you? Are you still messing around with NBA? Uh, yeah. And I'll tell you, there are like some bizarre circumstances where maybe teams are eliminated or it's their last home game. Uh, and... You know, and we, I, Saturday, I will tell you this. It, it, your question about the NBA, I'll correlate it over to the NHL. Saturday was one of the uh, greatest in-play betting days I've ever seen. It was the final day of the NHL regular season, and you're watching these games, and there were teams just playing not to get hurt. There were some teams that just flat-out quit. There were teams that were going coast-to-coast, coast, but there wasn't one check being thrown. And, you know, on the way in, you look at it and say, oh, okay, I'm looking. But you, when you watch that game live, you're like, these guys are on the golf course already. And that scenario could exist here as, as the NBA regular season's winding down. Right. I mean, that's my perspective. People call us up. They love the NBA. You know, they love the action. To me, the NBA is a real good second half. But when I'm looking at these games, even today, Wednesday, April 10th, I mean, again, it's – I mean, you know, I, I just don't see that, you know – why Why wait? Why, why, why rush to bet a game when you can basically bet the game in the second half? To me, the in-game live betting is the spot, especially when you have teams like Golden State that are kind of remind me of other teams that are really good historically. They'll come out. They won't do anything. 
and then they'll be down at halftime, yeah, then you can take that spot for Golden State to the bounce if, it, if the game means something. But, I mean, let's just take that Golden State-Memphis game. That line's only four and a half. A team that's 57 and 24. No, they're they're resting guys. They're going to rest guys. Why would anybody take Golden State? No, I, they're, listen, they're if you're listening, guys. take Memphis on the money line. <laughs> well, that's right. That, that's... We'll play it back next week. I'm not betting it, though. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> don't be the square that's going to take. That line should never be four and a half. They're telling you they don't care. They're, they're saying the team is so bad, Memphis, that even if they rest everybody, maybe they'll still cover the five. Correct. Well, they're both, they're both resting. Durant, Durant both resting Thompson, players. yeah, Curry. Curry, Durant, uh, and Thompson doubtful. Memphis, Conley doubtful. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're... So, so the question that I'm asking you is, should that game even be bettable? My answer is no. It should literally be off the board. Well, it's just like NBA preseason. It's basically going back to the preseason. Guys are playing. Certain guys are not playing. They're looking for but, guys but that can build a... you saying, Brian? It's not like, why even have the game up? Well, uh... You know, I mean, I, I, that would be a lot more when you're following a team and you know what the coaches think is like the, the coach could flat out care, uh, and it and it may be more than just the three guys uh, that they're resting. Uh, you know, some other guy may start, but he may only play six seven minutes. Uh, but if you get information that the and the on the other side, the coach, yeah, we're we're resting guys, but they're going to play three quarters. You know, I mean, stuff like that. I mean. But you got to do your due diligence because oh, you're you're talking yes. you're talking about a you know you're guessing you're guessing in many respects on the way in unless you get some information that you feel that um, you can rely on. Well, again, I go back to people are in love with the teams that they bet on regardless of the price, so they're hoping that the fandom you know the, the Golden State Warrior better is just going to be a Golden State Warrior better regardless. Like I told you before, one of the sportsbook directors told me, you know, off the record, they'd never get even. I'm not going to say which house. They never get even on the strip on Oakland last year, no matter what, because just a lot of fan money coming in on Oakland because they're going to be the future team in Vegas. And that's going to be that's a balancing act. I'm sure it's the same thing with hockey. Well, I, you just, I will tell you right now, yeah, I mean, offshore, uh, you would get a much better price on the Golden Knights. Uh you know, I mean, the money's going to pour in on the Golden Knights. Unless you here. go watch Detroit win in overtime plus 400. <laughs> what? what? Oh, oh, oh. oh the, the, the game that everybody went to. When oh, we that's were right. It, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they, I mean, it, in that home stretch of the season, right? I mean, you're, you're in that I mode. I mean, you're going to get a better price as the dog. That's what I'm saying. If you're in Vegas, oh, right, the dog, you're going to get a better price. Oh, the dog, is always, yeah, the dog is always an overlay. There's no doubt. There you know, is Mike, no doubt. Uh, M- Mike and I, like I said, we, you know, we get we have sources that provide us with, uh, you know, with information today. Did you know that UFE, UEFE Champions League is it is it when the show ends? We got Manchester United plus three hundred five and Barcelona is minus one hundred three. I know you're very excited about that matchup. Uh, you know that game. I was thinking of waiting till the till halftime. <laughs> Okay. All right. And we can get you on a little Juventus and Ajax, Ajax, Amsterdam. Um, that game also goes off at 3 o'clock. And well, then don't forget, tonight uh, uh, we have Copa uh, Libertadores. Well, don't you think uh, that Ipswich is a live dog today? I do. I do. 
<laughs> but I, what, I, what, what I will say is, look, for people that are out there listening and want to treat their betting as a business, traditional stats, traditional information isn't going to make you money. There's a reason why I talk about it every week. At the end of the NBA season, 50% favorites, 50% dogs, 50% overs, 50% unders. It doesn't matter which sport applied to every sport. It's always the same. So when you know that you basically have a 50% chance of winning every wager that you play, this, and they're going to adjust. That doesn't carry over to MLB. MLB, that team with the winning record, more often than not is going to cost you money because they're going to be so high-priced every time they play, you can't overcome them when they lose. I mean, and it, so you're going to have a team like Seattle that will have a winning record. And I, I, it'll be interesting to see that the margins, because I'll update the numbers every week, you probably won't, you'll probably make more money betting on Baltimore than you will on Seattle. So doesn't that sound crazy, Brian? If you pick your spots, you'll probably make more money betting on the Orioles than you will on Seattle. Buddy, all these numbers you, you uh, rattle off, they all make sense. And, and it comes back to the, you know, there's math models. There's a common sense aspect to it. And I, you always go back to, you know, casinos, towers are going up. They're not coming down, right? I mean, they know what they're doing. So you know how to manage uh, what you're going against. Right. And Mike is the one that's sitting here on the front line dealing with the client calls, People calling from all – and, again, it goes back to what do you got? You know, there, there's games that are obviously in action while we're on the radio right now. We didn't have any early plays. You, you know, we tell clients, relax, we'll let you know when we have something. Nah, 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 nah. Phone right. blowing up. Phone blowing up. Got oh, there's a game at 1 o'clock. There's a game at 2 o'clock. There's a game at 3 o'clock, East Coast time. What do you got? There's a game at 10 o'clock in the morning, 11 o'clock. I know you like it personally being out there in Vegas. You got your early baseball. But, again, just – Sometimes the best bet you make is the one you don't make. And, again, it's hard to get people, especially the new breed of better, that, that new guy in a locale where now he can walk in and make a wager in West Virginia, in Mississippi, in New Mexico, in Delaware, in, in, in New Jersey. And so, you know, it, it is amazing because, I mean, Mike and I definitely see the difference. You always ask us about the business. We definitely see a difference in a lot more newbies, that never had a local guide, never played offshore, that are just picking it, getting into it, um, because they now have access to it. All right, I am you know. thoroughly excited about uh, uh, when you mentioned you did ran numbers on the Masters. I will say this. Uh, I've got an article in the Las Vegas Review Journal. It's in there today. Uh, did a little oh. Masters article where they give you a mythical $200 bankroll to go and have some fun with. It's, so I invite you That's to check cool. that out at uh, reviewjournal.com. Um, so I want to know the numbers you've run. Let me let me hear it. Well, let's do the. Why don't we take a break? And I'm going to bring up the review journal while I'm talking to you, so I can actually look at your article. Well, we can most assuredly do that if that's what you want to do. It is Sports Insider Radio. We love doing this on Wednesdays. John and Mike always joining us. It was good to see the guys in here for March Madness, and they cycle back into Las Vegas on occasion. It's always a treat to see them. We invite you to check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. And the number to chat with the fellas, 800-209-1679. We'll be back on Sports Insider Radio.
Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Sports Insider Radio, 800-209-1679. SportsInsiderRadio.com invites you to check out the site as we bring John and Mike back into the fray. And I'm excited. John wants to talk golf. I love it, man. So what I want to talk what I want to talk about is this. Most people play outrights. Who's going to win? And I, I hooked up with a group that does golf, and basically what they do is they do the top 20, the top 10, and the top five. The top five. Oh, gee, top five. So, you know, again, you, you're, one of the guys made a point. He said he's lost every outright this season, but he's ahead 20 units, you know, because he's playing the, the tops. And yeah. so my point is how much of that do you do in your own handicapping? Obviously, you know, I'm looking I cannot at the article tell in the Review you. Journal right now. I have – I have – I have – uh, lobbied long and hard with a, a number of people that you know, maybe could do something about it, but it would, they'd have to, you know, get in, in with gaming. Uh, I can I I finished second last week. I had Charlie Hoffman at forty to one, and he, my man. He, he, well, he, but he finished second. No, my man, is. my man. I didn't make a nickel. What? He, he finished second. They don't offer the top five. In Nevada, oh. and that oh. is, I mean, I, 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 I mean, now I've, I've already hit two outrights this year, and my season's already a free roll. Uh, you know, in, last year, knock on wood. So I, let me finish. So I had, I had one I, last year. I had Ian Poulter at uh, eighty to one in the Houston Open as an outright. He shot 
a, a 74 on the first round, shot a 63 on Friday, 64 on Friday, and he was still four shots back. I bet him again at 60 to one on Friday night. He won the tournament. Yay for me! But the whole year, and even part of this year, was a free roll because of that one. But I cannot tell you how many. I saw the t- I saw the ticket. Uh, yeah, but, for everybody listening. But what I what I is beyond belief. I swear to you, I I I run second so often. Uh, it's 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 insane. But it's basically they, the win play show scenario. But when but it if comes but to, if they would offer the top five, if you've got a guy on the board at fifty to one to win the tournament, and they'd offer eighteen to one to be in the top five, I think it would promote. It would be good good for everybody. It'd be win win because well, more people would win. Uh, some churn back in, but I think the handle would go up. Now I know in faraway places they they do the top five. I I think it's a win for the industry, and well, so for whatever the reason they I'm don't looking, do it here. It drives right. me nuts. So, so I'm looking at odds from faraway places, and you know, I mean, you can get, you know, it's so funny. You mentioned Ian uh, Poulter. You know, he's he was like one of the guys that I circled for a top five. You can actually get top five, top ten, top twenty offshore. So. You know, right now, just to give you an example, you got Tiger in the top five plus three thirty-three. You, you got Jordan Spieth plus three fifty. You got Kepka plus Kepka plus four seventy-five. And and then again, you know, when you look at who won last year and you look at the outright price on Patrick Reed, what do you have in Vegas as the outright price on Patrick Reed? Uh, I'll find it. I uh, I can find it uh, momentarily. I would guess. Well, he, I guess I'm this, guessing he's in the thirty not, to one range. Is my guess right? So if you can get him in the top five or the top fifteen or the top twenty, they offer that's some good value. Same thing with guys like Bubba Smith. So you know, I was looking at the board. Well, and, wait, wait, you know, a minute, I, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's okay. It was a, a Freudian slip, but it is hysterical because you being from Baltimore, I am trying to picture Bubba Smith hitting a golf ball. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, Watson, Watson, Watson. Oh, that, that was a Freudian. That was a Freudian slip. slip. In your youth, when you were watching Bubba Smith terrorize people over uh, at Memorial Stadium, so, and you put him on let, a golf let, course. Let, 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 let's break this down for the listeners. If you're in Vegas or you're in a legal locale, I don't know about the the top five in New Jersey. It's a good thing I should research. Um, I won't be surprised if Tiger wins. How about you? Oh no, very much. Uh, in with an opportunity. He mentally, he knows <laughs> he knows every blade of grass here, and that is a big edge. And he's playing well, and he's absolutely in the discussion. My, my general train of thought and rule of thumb, unless you're all in on a Rory McIlroy, or you're all in on a Tiger, you know, I'm not looking to play anybody who's twelve to one. I, I'm I'm swinging for the moon with guys I honestly believe can contend and you get them, you know, 50 to 1 or 80 to 1 guys and they're in the top 3 going to the weekend. Well, again, they they come down to they come, but they come down to 6 to 1. So then Patrick then, Reed won last year. I think he's like 60 to 1 outright. How could you not play him? Uh Patrick Reed actually is 80 to 1 here. Okay, so he's how could you not put a little something on the guy that won last year at eighty to one? What was he last year when he won? Uh, I believe he was. I think he was forty or fifty. Uh, I, I'm a How li- about Phil- yeah? Go ahead. No, the course but is set up for left-handers. I mean, but think, and I'm a lefty, so that's cool. 
And Mike's also a lefty. We're a room of lefties. Really? Here's the th- yeah, we are. But here, here's the thing. Why? My point is, why wouldn't you? I'm asking you. You're the you're the golf better. How could you not put a lottery ticket? You maybe already have done that, or maybe you you're thinking about it now because I'm saying something to you. But how could you not take the guy that won last year and put something on him as a lottery ticket? I, you know, I can't say you're. I, I, I you're talking to the biggest idiot in the world. I spent all last winter saying that Patrick Reed would win a major in 2018, and I didn't bet oh, him for I the. Didn't I, bet it. I didn't bet him for the Masters. I didn't think he'd win at Augusta. I I did not think that was the course that that and he played great. Uh, I do think uh, his game's been suspect of late, and I is it only I believe um, Faldo, Nicholas, and Tiger possibly are the only guys that have ever defended. It's not easy to do. There are a lot of distractions, and they you know. But I, I don't I, – listen, well, I'm playing guys that are 125 to 1. I ain't going to sneeze at anybody playing the defending champ at 80 to 1. Okay, but here's my question to you. If you're practicing the proper money management, why wouldn't you have a little on – why wouldn't you have the biggest bets on Mc, Mc, whatever? McElroy. Mc, Mc, McElroy plus 660 or whatever, and then have uh, Tiger plus 1485, and then have Rose plus 1190 and Johnson plus 965. Now you got – you got, you know, there's a good chance one of those guys is going to win. Then, on a, just like you would the difference between a win bet or a place bet, and then your trifecta, superfecta, and your quinella. Why would you then have those eighty to ones for peanut money, quarter, twenty percent of that original bet? But when you say you don't want these favorites that are still good prices compared to an average underdog in baseball, well, I mean, I'll, I'll tell again, you why. The odds I'll, are, go ahead. Well, uh, the 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 way that you do it uh, to me and again this is once a year but it's money it's a money management thing and it's a strategy that it works over the long haul uh, I, those guys are certainly in the discussion for me but not until Friday night you know I mean I can get if Rory McElroy is five shots off the pace on Friday night Rory McElroy is going to be 16 18 to one. So you Did can you hear that statistic. If, no, well, if this, I was just. I, shots, you're the best. I'm proud of you. I am. I did I, my work, baby. I did my I, work. I am proud of. They they made a big point of this. Now what? You know, of course. Now they'll lead you down that path, and watch. This is the year where that that trend changes. But it was well, a bit, everybody's going to pound those those uh, people. Go well, ahead, let, let's give the them. let's give the the thing that came out in the uh, uh, interview room yesterday, where they basically asked every guy and to a man. Kepka was like, what? Uh, Tiger's like, what? They, it, the, since Tiger in 2005, no one has won the tournament that was outside the top 10 on Thursday. So exactly. getting, getting out of the gate is a big deal. So I, in fact, I was going to bring it up to you, Mr. Inplay, uh, to give you that, that, you know, uh, pick your spot with this group of guys now. So. The question is, will Vegas all be concentrating on that top ten, make those numbers much uh, more razor-sharp? Yes, a little. I, I mean, and, and, and uh, yeah, I think they will. Because that was my obvious takeaway last night. We didn't talk before the show, which was, well, why wouldn't somebody just wait and hammer those top ten if they can get good prices? I'm sure they'll know it, but I wonder about the general public. The Masters is kind of like the Kentucky Derby. That because you know in this this tournament is one of those things like people go a whole year they don't get they could care 
care less about horse racing, but they'll bet box their address or a better name in the Kentucky Derby. The Masters is kind of the same thing. People could care less about golf while you're on, but they'll put a couple of bucks in because they watch the Masters. Um, so, you know, that being said, I think, yeah, those numbers could be shaded down a bit. It may not be as, uh, you know, it would be like they get hammered into the ground, but th- th- they probably would be knocked down a touch, uh, anybody who's in the top ten after round one. Yeah, but the funny the funny certain- thing is, you know, when they Go said ahead. that, and I, boy, yeah, and you're mis- you've been Mr. Homework here. Uh, it's funny, they said that stat, but it would be intriguing to me because a guy conceivably, right, could uh, shoot a 67 and he, or 68 and he's fourth after day one, right? He could shoot a 74 tomorrow, right? And uh, But on Friday, he went and he was like 24th. But he come back and won the tournament over the weekend, but he still qualified because he was in the top 10 on Thursday. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, it, so it, it's not like that. those top ten. It's not like the guy that ultimately won it was hopelessly out of it. No, I agree. But what in terms of these lottery tickets, you know, when you look at people like Xander, I'm not going to say his last name. Shoffley. There you go. Um, and Phil Mickelson and Adam Scott. So I was just doing my research. He's one of the best players on the Masters course, Adam Scott, in terms of his, his hitting. And they got him plus 4,500. I don't get it. That's where I look for value because right, the research that I was doing was breaking these guys down, not by just it their is, golf games. It is a horse for course. course. It is a horse for course event. So so guys like that certainly get and merit extra consideration. But current form also matters. Um, you know, the guy guy could over the years, and I'm not saying that's what the case is with Adam Scott, but you know, the guy over the years has a great record at uh, – Augusta, but he's coming out in here in the last month. He's been hitting ground balls and bo- balls yeah, into the pond. Important is you should. What's more important is you should be proud of me because I am. After two hundred, this is my two hundred and twelfth show. I knew that Adam Scott <laughs> hit the ball well at the Masters. Uh, no, I mean, that's awesome. Listen, I had people calling me last night. I said, "Listen, I'm on a conference call with a golf guy. I can't talk." They said, "Golf." I said, "Golf." I said, "Leave me alone. I got to do this radio show tomorrow." So, I mean, but the thing is, what's compelling to me is the average guy, he logs into his app or he logs into his offshore account, and he sees these huge underdogs. But, and again, I understand that you hit that 80-to-1 shot, but can me and you agree to not disagree and say it's probably like March Madness and what you and Mike were talking about last week, which is it's probably going to be a chalk tournament? No. And you should take one chalk player and at least have some money on him because even the chalk on a chalk player is still not chalk. It's just less dog money. Well, again, it's money management. I mean, we're we're talking talking apples and watermelons because what I'm saying to you is the guy that you're saying chalk, pick a guy. Say Tiger. Uh, Say Tiger. McElroy, Tiger, and Rose. McElroy. If McElroy McElroy, uh, is – four or five shots off the pace uh, you know and there are studs that are off to a good start I can get Rory McIlroy at 12 13 14 to 1 on Friday night you know what I'm saying I just I, to me it, it is not is not okay, worth so this playing is more a of chalk on the so front for all you guys listening this is more of a in-game strategy you don't need to get your bets in today for tomorrow you're saying wait well, Let you you want to you want to you want to bet long shots now 
because and these are all great players. I mean, I'm not just betting oh, they get, these. They get re- all right, well, me, no, because me, because a guy. Give me two radio viewers. Give well, me two two long shots, just two. Like grenade long shots. Yeah, grenade long. Like ridiculous uh, long shots, sure. Um, I, I like. I'm very much on board with Europeans in this event. I, I think Matthew Fitzpatrick. Oh my and, God, Matt Matt yeah, Fitzpatrick uh, is 150 to one. Another Brit, Matt Wallace, is two hundred fifty to one. Uh, these are world class golfers. He, in, he won three times in, on the European tour last year. Rafa so Cabrera Bello, another European, he's a hundred to one. Okay, so interesting that you said that. Offshore, they have a uh, you can bet will an American or non-American win, and of course the American is favored very heavily. You can just bet will an American win or will a non-American win. Oh, I, what's the plus price on the non-American? I mean, I got to look it up, but it's it's pretty big. I mean, so obviously well, you're saying I'd be doing that all day. All, you could just cover them all, and you're saying that bet does not exist. Well, a non a non but a non American, a non American brings all the euros into the fray. It brings Adam Scott, uh, Mark Leishman. It brings Australians into play. It brings Louis Oosthuizen and Charles Schwartzel from South Africa into play. You know, Schwartzel won the Masters. Lou Oosthuizen lost in a playoff to Bubba Watson. I'd be playing non-Americans all. I'd be playing the plus price on that prop. I'll tell you that. So what I'm saying, you're telling me in Nevada currently right now that is not offered. Uh, it may very well be. I have not seen it, uh, but I. I uh, I know our friends over at the Superbook are, are very aggressive on the golf. That may very well be uh, a prop that's offered. But well, I, yeah, I mean, it looks very. It looks to me again. Look, like I said, it looks very compelling. There's a lot of ways to make money. But the thing I was talking about, which is interesting to know, you learn something every day. Which is, you know, a lot of these guys that are going offshore are playing the top spots, and uh, the outrights. It seems to be the harder game, unless you get, you know, unless you spread those dog tickets around. And one of those guys comes in. So currently right now, just for all the listeners, if you're in Nevada, can't talk about New Jersey, Mississippi, West Virginia, or Delaware, you can't basically play win-play show. You can't play no. anything other than outright. No. Uh, I, but I really do. I And I get not doing the top 10, top 20. I, I, but I do think the top five uh, would, would create more handle. And, uh, and, and, and I think... And and then you then you could adjust your betting strategy. You'd be, you'd be nuts not to put, you know, uh, x on, x on a guy to win the tournament and x on him to finish in the top five. And over the All course right, so of the long season, you're going to make more money, or you know, so, but you're going to be involved in the well, chase more often. So let me ask you this. So let's switch it for everybody listening. Give me the favorite. If a favorite's going to win, what's your definition? Play of favorite? devil's advocate. Would it be okay? McElroy, uh, Johnson, Rose, or Woods? Those four. I'll give you those four. Give me, give me. If you got, if I got to put you to the wall, one of the favorites is going to win. McElroy Johnson. I'd say McElroy. I, I, I would say McElroy. He's played. He won the players. He's going for the career Grand Slam. Uh, but you know, it, it would be it would be the chalk. But see, to me, uh, I think Francesco Molinari at twenty to one is a chalk. <laughs> you know, Bubba Watson at thirty got to it. one. Um, you know, that's that. This is a course that's set up for this guy. He's won. He's won it twice already. And he's thirty to one. And you don't, you don't, right? Okay, all right. So, like I said, it, it, this year I'm going to be interested. Last year I wasn't. The years before I wasn't really. But now I just oh, you'll be. If I, I watch this, Mike, we are going to create a monster here 
because don't ask me to physically try no, to play the game. No, he no no he <laughs> he is. If you get a run for your money and you cash a number this week, this guy's gonna be betting golf every weekend like me. We're he's we so are, excited to talk to you about the. Oh, uh, we may so be man. we may be creating a monster. I love it. But listen, May eighteenth, twenty nineteen. Can I get you to get on an airplane and come over here? Preakness. He wants close. To, that, Preakness. that Preakness, man. I know. I know. It's close. I mean, what's your excuse? I come to Vegas 12 weeks a year. <laughs> what's my excuse? One week? Uh, I can't get you out of here for no. one week? And we're, listen, next week we'll talk about. Um, Are the Orioles triple crown. home? <laughs> I haven't even looked. Um, We'll talk about the Triple Crown. We'll talk about that. Um, are you actively – what is your main uh, horse racing – It's wide open. Right now? Wide the open. Derby but, prep? Oh, the Derby's wide open. It's wide open. Uh, the favorite this year is going to be 9-2, to 5-1. to one. They, they don't know who's Well, I'm saying I'm getting tired of seeing these chalk – these chalk horses. I know. It's, I, this, like, I, this is not the year for that. Uh, it, it, is, it is so wide open. It's going to be some horse that uh, just freaks on the right day. So you're saying that I can let Mike – Walk into Pimlico with a little, and he might walk out with a lot this year instead of walking in with a lot and walking out with. Uh, hey, hey, yeah. it's a new year. Oh, oh it's a new year. <laughs> what? Well, the pro- the problem was, uh, <laughs> I had a I had a good day, right? It didn't. John John cashed in on a few horses, had a good day. Mike says I want in on that, <laughs> and went in went into Pimlico and walked out as a human pinata. That's it. 1-800-209-1679. Horse racing, golf, basketball, hockey, MLB, hockey, Be- NFL draft. League, hey, Mike, next, NFL week, draft. next week, Mike, we're going to talk NFL draft because though there are props and things you can bet on for that, and that's no joke. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'll be ready. All right, my friends. It was great to see you, boys. Uh, when, when's the boomerang trip? I'll let you know. We're figuring that out with the summer camps and all that good stuff with the kids. But we do know that one thing, May 18th, I think you should be here because we'll be uh, here. We'll be definitely at the Brigham. Southwest.com. I'm going to take a peek. It's fun, boys. We'll do it again next week. We invite you to check out sportsinsiderradio.com. You want to chat with the fellas, 800-209-1679. 800-209-1679. Thanks for joining us. Another edition of Sports Insider Radio. It's the Vegas Board, Tuesday morning at 10 on AM 1400, KSHP North Las Vegas, and KSHP.com. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. One person is dead in a massive gas explosion in downtown Durham, North Carolina. A firefighter is also in critical condition, and at least 15 other people are injured. Durham resident Devante Smith tells WRAL-TV. It was just weird. I just didn't feel right.